January the 3rd, 2007, was the first day on the job for me of a church plant that would soon be called the church at River Bend. The uh, church had already started to meet. There were two groups that were meeting on Sunday nights um, as I was uh, being looked at to be the pastor, planter, and uh, they were meeting and they were praying um, throughout the fall of 2006, and uh, Paige, Nathan, Mary Morgan, and myself came on board, so to speak, January the 1st, but uh, the first day that I actually went to work was uh, today, January the 3rd. And some nine years later, we have moved multiple times because we are not a building. The body of Christ named River Bend, you go, I go all over the Mid-South, if not all over the nation and the world on a regular basis, but uh, our times of celebration that we call our celebration service like this morning, we started in Lake Cormorant Middle School, and I've never been able to say that city's name correctly, and that's why we had to move, (laughs) but we started there, and uh, about a year and a half into our time there, we moved from there, just down the street at uh, the old Olympic Fitness Building um, on Highway 51. Spent almost three years in that building, and now we are coming up on our fifth year, finishing our fifth year of our time in this building. And it has been a journey, and I am excited about where I believe 2016 is going to take us, um, and even beyond that. If you have a copy of God's Word with you, we're going to be in two different passages this morning. We're going to start in Isaiah chapter 35, so you can turn to Isaiah 35, and then uh, you can flip over to Ephesians chapter 3, and we will finish our time this morning in Ephesians chapter 3. Um, As you are turning there to those passages, let me uh, just share with you, um, and uh, hopefully you will be excited about this as well, but um, we just finished a year in giving undesignated gifts that uh, we've never seen before, and uh, it's because you gave. Our needs for the budget of 2015, our needs were $258,900, and you gave um, undesignated gifts of $281,782, and uh, so thank you, and um, we have not been able to say that in recent years. And I just wanted to pass that along to you and let you know about that. And uh, we look forward to what God has in store for 2016. Um, But those numbers, uh, 
as the leadership team and I were looking at those, and we knew that the year would uh, more than likely we would finish on a positive, but um, we are ecstatic over um, $20,000 over budgets that, uh, that you gave. Isaiah chapter 35. <clears throat> this morning, I don't want to uh, cast a, a new vision for us because I believe the vision that we have found in Isaiah chapter 35 for River Bend is still the vision that we need to have. But I do believe that in 2016 that we need to focus in on some of these aspects of this passage and of our vision. Isaiah chapter 35 verse 1 and following states this, the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. I really, every time I read that, and if you're in basics, uh, which if you're going to basics today, just let me give you a side note, if you're going to basics today, we're going to be expedited because you sat in here, right? So um, those that aren't going to basics, you missed a free taco meal. I'm, I'm sorry. But you're going to get this part of it, and it's even better than the tacos, although the tacos will be good. Tacos will be good. I'm looking past you, Miss Kelly. But yeah, I'm going to go. Sorry, Brandon. The wilderness and the dry land will be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. They should, it should be rose. It's in the rose family. It sounds so much better as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly. And rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord. They shall see the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands. Make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance With the recompense of God, He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf deaf, unstopped, and they shall uh, the then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water, and the haunt. Of jackals. Where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there. And it shall be called the way of holiness, and the unclean shall not pass over it, and it shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous, ravenous beast come up, come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Heavenly Father, I bow this morning. God, I ask that as your body... 
is here this morning. Father, that we would uh, seek your face. God, that you would um, meet with us. Father, you would uh, clearly describe for this body, the ears, that we would hear your word. Father, maybe it's something that we have have heard five, six, seven, eight times. Maybe it's something that is the first time that we hear it. But Father, may it resonate and may it be clear. May there be understanding. And Father, would you place in my heart, would you place in our hearts this morning, begin to place applicational points of how we can be a part of of what you are doing, what you're continuing to do here to grow your body, to mature your body, to advance your name from this place, from this body. For God, we are here to sing praises to your name for you are worthy of that. We are here to be strengthened and your word does that. We are here to, to hear marching orders to see where you would send us out for ministry, for service this week, the coming weeks. Father, we're here to hear stories of how you have rescued indeed. How you have ransomed and you have bought back. You have redeemed men and women, boys and girls from the pit. Father, we are here to see how your precious son lived his life for he is our example. So God, would you speak this morning from Isaiah, from Ephesians God, I pray that that we would hear. I ask it in Christ's name. Amen. I don't know if you are big on resolutions or not. I am not, but I did have one or two, and I already blew them. I already, I, I, I did. It's the third day into the new year. I had set up a couple of resolutions and I have already blown them. But I'm so grateful that even though that might be the case the first three days of the year that I have now 362 days to try to get back on track. Um, one of the ones that I blew was um, I'm reading a, uh, an old book on prayer called The uh, Valley of Vision, and I said I'm going to close out my day every day this year by reading at least one of those prayers, and um, I didn't do it last night, and it was my own fault, but uh, it's a great book on uh, prayer, Puritan uh, prayer book, The Valley of Vision, and uh, failed to do that, but you know what? I can catch up today. I want us to look at uh, Isaiah 35 for a brief moment, and then we're going to jump over to Ephesians chapter 3. 
Almost two years ago, I stood in front of you and we shared those verses that I read. We shared what I'm about to state and these five aspects or these five strategies to bring about our vision or the vision that God has for us. And we described them in these words. We described these statements to you that the first strategy for us as a church would be that we were going to respond to God's worth. In Isaiah 35 verse 1 and Isaiah 35 verse 10, it is resounding truth that the prophet and the people of God were to respond to God's worth because God is worthy. And here was our statement or is our statement. We are vibrantly responding in joy to who God is, to what he's done, to what he said. Having seen him, we are enabled by the Holy Spirit. We worship both gathered like we are right at this moment and scattered, whether we're at home as the body, we're individual at work through prayer, through the reading of the word, through giving, through singing, serving, by living our lives of worship to the only worthy one. And this is where we are today. And you come and I come to this place For that purpose, we come and we greet with one another, we catch up with one another, but the reason that we are in this room on a regular basis, the reason that we are to be in this room is because of the audience of one. It's not that the person beside you to your left, actually your right to your left, or the one behind you or in front of you is singing well or not singing well, does not matter. There is one audience, there is an audience of one that matters and he is on the throne and he will be on the throne forevermore. And we are responding to his worthiness. And so we come. But we also come for a second reason and we join together as a body of believers for a second reason, not just to respond to God's worth, but to strengthen the body. We are strengthening the church by employing the gifts that have been given to us by the Spirit of God. First, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts, helping, administrating, various kinds of gifts have been given to this body. And they have been given not so that you can hoard it, but that you and I can use it for the maturing of the body. The church is maturing and the gifts are being used for ministry to bring refreshment and nourishment to this body. A third reason is we're caring for the community. We are steadying the weak as we minister to those in need. The abandoned, the hurting, the helpless, the elderly, the poor, all around us. We're meeting first spiritual needs and also physical and emotional needs. We see the Lord reconciling numerous relationships and rescuing those that are in bondage. Rescue the fallen. As Christ lives through you and as Christ lives through me, we are ambassadors of the Most High King and we're on a rescue mission. Proclaiming 
the radically transforming, life-giving power of the cross. It reveals the way that alone can rescue one from a godless eternity and release them from a perverted culture and free them from the irresistible charm of a wicked heart. The deaf can hear. The blind can see as they have received eternal life. A fifth and final aspect of this strategy of our vision is found in verse 8, and it is really what brought me to the point of bringing this vision to us, and it is this. Let me read that verse once again. And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, and it shall belong to those who walk on the way, even if they are fools. They shall not go astray. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. We have described it this way, that we will live Christ's life. Our bodies, having been indwelt by the Holy Spirit at our rebirth, at our salvation, have become temples of the living God. Christ's life is the Spirit-filled life as He is living through us. We yield ourselves to Him, having reckoned our old man or woman dead. The old man dead and Christ alive within us. Meaning we no longer live, but Christ lives through us. As we walk this highway of holiness, as we walk this life, we now have His mind and His grace and rest crucified in Him. And it's that point that I want us to spend the remainder of our time because it is that point that you and I need to understand. And I believe Paul describes it for us. And he lives that out in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, down through the end of the chapter. He says this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, that He may grant you to be strengthened, that He may grant you to be strengthened with all power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20 and 21 are where we came up with the theme of the series, the theme of the month, preparing for more. Preparing for more. Now to Him who is able to do far more. To Him who is able to do far more abundantly than that than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. For you and for me to get started on 2016, you and I need to understand this, that whatever the vision is, 
whatever the strategy is of how you're going to reach that vision, whatever, whatever the resolution is for your life, spiritually speaking, you've got to come to the place where Paul was. You've got to come to the place where Paul wrote to these people at Ephesus and he said, it all begins with God. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant to you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit. You have been commanded. Just going to key in on this section. right? You have been commanded. You have been commanded. Everyone in this section right here, you've been commanded to live your life a certain way. You have been commanded by Almighty God, by the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to live your life a certain way. What is that way? Paul says, well, here's why I'm bowing my knees. I'm buying my knees before the Father Church at Ephesus. I'm buying my knees before the Father River Bend for this reason. So that every family that has been named under heaven and on in heaven and on earth, that you might be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. He left heaven because he knew that you needed a Savior. He left heaven and became a baby. We just celebrated Christmas. We do it every year. We celebrate Christmas because that's him coming as a baby. But he came as a baby for one reason, and that was to die for you. It was to die for me because I needed a Savior, because I'm a wretched sinner. And without him, I will spend eternity in hell. And without him, you will spend eternity in hell. And he came for you to have a savior, to have a way to have a right relationship with the Father. And Paul wanted the folks at Ephesus to understand that. And he wrote to them this great letter. And he said, hey, if you're going to have a great year, if you're going to have a great life, if you're going to have a great day, if you're going to have a great moment, if you're going to have a great second, here's where it begins. It begins with God. And you need to understand that. And as 2016 begins, as 2016 is, we're at the start. The the gun has gone off and we're at the beginning of this year. And I believe it is a year that we're going to be at the crossroads, so to speak. And I know you can say that about any day and about any week and about any year because the decision that you make at that moment, the decision that we make at this moment, it will alter, it can alter the direction that you will go for the remaining of your days. And I understand that. But I do believe that there are some major moments in a life. There are some major moments in a church And I believe that in 2016, we will hit one of those. One of those major moments in my life. I was 15. Great-grandfather, grandfather, grandfather, father were optometrists. I had met a man 
who was the third leading ophthalmologist in the world, family friend of my grandfather's and a family friend of my dad's because uh, they sent numerous people to him to have surgery on their eyes. And I shared with that man what I wanted to do because it was just a year before that that I went on um, news in the great metropolis of Chupelo, and I dressed up like a surgeon. We had done an experiment in our science class. We had built a body because um, some folks didn't want to go to Mississippi State and get a cadaver. They wouldn't let us have one. Um, And so we built a body, and we did surgery on this body. And they came down. It was a slow news night. And they came down, and uh, and they filmed us for a story. And they asked a question. And they said this, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, whoa, I've got it all planned out. I just met this man. i got it all planned out. I'm going to be an eye surgeon. My great-grandfather's an eye doctor. My grandfather's an eye doctor. My dad's an eye doctor. I don't want to just be an eye doctor. I want to be an eye surgeon. I had it all planned out. Then I went to the park one day and told you this part of the story, but I can take you there at this moment. We could sit down exactly where I sat down, and it was as if God came and sat right beside me as I sat down, and he said, I don't want you to go into the medical field. I don't want you to be an eye surgeon. I want you to go into the ministry. And I said, you're crazy. No, God. And he said, no, that's what I want. And at that moment, that was a a defining moment in my life. Would I go the direction that I wanted to go? Or would I go the direction that God wanted? And for me to stand up here and say, you know what, there was a finished deal at that moment would, would be a, a lie. But I did surrender at that moment to him and say, all right, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Four years pass of rebellion and finally he gets my attention one more time. And I said, okay, Lord, I will surrender to what you have. I believe 2016 will be one of those moments for us as a church. And I ask for you this week to pray about that. Spend some time this week as you wake up or as you are going to sleep. Spend some time this week and say, All right, Lord, if 2016 is going to be one of those defining years, Lord, show the leadership of the church. Show us. Put yourself there. Show us what you would have for us to do. Show me what my part is in this body. This is the reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of His glory that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened. He may grant you with power through His Spirit 
in your inner being, in your soul, in your spirit, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be may have strength to comprehend. That you can understand with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth to know this love because He is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. I've asked you before, what are you asking God for? We're asking God for some land. We're asking God to, to give us some land. We're asking God for direction of where that land is going to be. Is that land going to be a little to the west of here? Is that land going to be a little to the east of here? Is that land going to be a little to the south of here? God, we want to be where you desire us to be. Could we go and buy land? Yes, there's land for sale, and there's land for sale at great places, and there's land for sale right now at some great places with some great prices. But I don't want to do anything. That's just us doing. I want God to do something. And he's beginning to. He's beginning to. One step at a time, he is beginning to. And I pray that you and I would be strengthened, that we would uh, uh, be able to understand and see with clarity, that we would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know Christ, to know the love of Christ that even surpasses this knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Three or four years ago, I set out to run the half marathon of St. Jude's. And um, I got talked into it by a friend used to be a friend, just kidding, he still is, but I, I got talked into it, and, uh, and so he said this to me, he said, all right, if you're going to run it, you've got to have a plan. If you're going to run it, you've got to have a plan. It was brought back to my attention um, that it's been three plus years since I did run the St. Jude Half Marathon, but I rem- remember a couple of things in preparing for that race. And whether you're trying to run a 5K, you're running a 10K, you're going to run um, the, uh, one of those battle frog competitions or Spartan races, you go into it with a plan. Because if you don't plan, you will hurt, and more than likely, you will fail. Just go in and you, you prepare with this plan. Leadership team and I have been praying for a couple of months, three or four months. We've been talking about all of 2015. We're talking about, we know that that our time at this building, the the lease on this building is coming to an end. What are we going to do? What are the next steps? And we started to think about, we started to write down, we started to pray about, even before we thought and we were writing stuff down, we started to pray about All right, Lord, what would you have us 
to do. And we're still in that process and we're still bringing those things together. And my asking you this morning is come with us and pray for clarity, for understanding, for knowledge, but even more than that, that we might comprehend His love that surpasses all of those things. We might feel, be filled with the fullness of God. This time this morning has been shooting all different directions, and I understand that. But let me kind of bring it to a close by sharing with you where we're going to go for the remainder of the month. Next week, we're going to look at different ministry. We're going to look at different ministries as we see it from God's Word, and we're going to see those ministries um, that, that are taking place right here at River Bend, that are taking place in this building, that are taking place in this city, that are taking place in this nation and even around the world that we are a part of. And I'm going to challenge you to be a part of the ministry that we are coming together to serve and to be a part of and to do. After that, that's on the 10th, on the 17th, we will look at surrender. We will look at obedience. The 24th, as uh, Stephen stated to us uh, in our announcements, it's about relationships. And he talked to us about um, connect groups starting on the 24th. And on the 24th, we will begin our connect groups and we will be talking about the aspect of relationship. And finally, to close out the month and to close out the series, we will be looking at equipping. The whole thing is about more. Preparing for more. Now to him who is able to do far more. More ministry, more obedience, more relationships, more equipping. For him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. According to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church. And in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever Amen. Solomon wrote these words and they are quoted this time of year and probably more in the month of January than any other time. But he states this. In Proverbs 29, he says, Where there is no vision, the people. And people stand up and they say, you've got to have vision. You have to have vision, and that is so true. If you don't have vision, you stumble around in the darkness. And it is not fun to hit obstacle after obstacle after obstacle because you are blind to them. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But the verse goes on. The end of that verse is this. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but blessed is he, happy is he who obeys the law. There has been vision given. There has been vision. There has been a light given to you and to me. There has been a road map that has been given. 
Happy is he, happy is she, who obeys the law. May our roadmap for 2016, may our roadmap for River Bend be this word. And may we not go to the right of it or to the left of it. May we not fall behind what he has for us. And maybe not try to push ahead with our agenda and our thoughts. But may we be right in step with what he has for us. To see him mature you and mature me to mature this body. I believe it was December the 6th, that year that I ran, might have been the 5th, but as I was running, mile one, I was thinking back in August of when I started to prepare, and I was like, you know what, it's not too bad, it's all good, we're in this race, there's like 47 million people right around me, and I'm not an introvert, I'm okay, mile two came, and I was thinking, you know what? Hmm. Probably going to do it. Mile three and four were not bad. There were some uh, nice folks in costumes that were running beside me, and I was laughing as I was running. But about mile seven, here was my thought. You know what? I sure do wish I would have ran more than eight miles preparing for this at a time. Because I can feel something about to hurt. Because leading up to that, I had ran multiple times one and two miles, multiple times three and four miles, multiple times five and six miles, multiple times seven and even eight miles. But in my preparation, I said, you know what? I really don't want to run more than an hour and a half training for this. I don't want to give the time on this Thursday evening or this Friday morning to prepare for that day. And when that day came, it hurt. And I wasn't able to do my best because I did not prepare properly. We're not preparing for just one Sunday we're not even preparing for just one year. This is the beginning. There's nothing that we can do about last year. There's nothing we can do about yesterday. There's nothing we can do about 8 o'clock this morning. There's, we can't do anything. That is past. But there is a time and there is a, an opportunity for you and for me to see and to ask the one who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we could ask and all that we could think. Because he's worthy of it. So my question and my ask of you this morning is this. Would you come alongside me? Seek his face with me. To see what he would do with us. 2016 and beyond. Heavenly Father, I bow before you. Father, there are ministries that you want us to be a part of that we have not been a part of. Father, there are opportunities for us to obey you that we have not obeyed you in the past that, God, you're going to allow us to be a part of.
Father, there are relationships that we have begun. There are relationships that are strong in our lives that you desire to go even deeper, to make even stronger. Father, there are opportunities for this body of believers to equip our volunteers, to equip our members to see maturity. God, I ask that, uh, Lord, for most of us, as we uh, go to work in the morning, and it will be the first day of this new year that we will walk into the office, we'll punch the clock, so to speak. Father, might it be just one among many days that we walk in focus to bring glory to you, our King, our Savior and our Lord, not just to do the responsibilities of what the manager or what the boss says, but Father, of what you say as well. God, this body, you have done so much with us to get us to this point. God, we are grateful. Father, friends and family members, God, neighbors and co-workers have come to know you, have, have seen and heard of your greatness. Father, neighborhoods have been touched because of these that are sitting, sitting right in front of you. God, would you use us? Father, we make ourselves available to you. We ask that, Lord, you would move, even now. Sir, the invitation for you and for you, ma'am, is this. That you would seek the one who is worthy above all else. That it would not be the dream that you might have had as a youth, the dream that you might have had as a young adult, might not be even the dream that others have stated for you about the American dream, but that it would be 2016 and this moment and this day would be about the dream that God has for you and that you would join in. We're going to stand and we're going to sing and the opportunity for you to come Maybe it's that you need to come and bow down at the altar. Maybe it's that you need to stay in your seat and just spend some time with the Father. But you take this moment or these moments to respond to His Word. Maybe you never stepped on the way of holiness. You've never accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord. I pray that you would come and let me introduce him to you. It's not about a decision. It's about a relationship that he desires to have with you. May I introduce him to you? Father, you move. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. You stand and join with us as we sing.